You're listening to a CHUO podcast. CHUO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHUO FM. Y'all are back in the zone on Loud Her on your CHUO 89.1 FM, and I am your host, Unity. It is time for a local love letter when I get to connect with and celebrate a Canadian female artist and we are showing love to Kaya. With a talent range as eclectic as her background, New Zealand-born Kaya is making her mark as a fresh and unique singer-songwriter on the Canadian scene. With a sound and writing style influenced by a diverse blend of ethnicities and cultural influences, including Jamaican, Asian, and European, Kaya packs a perfect matchup of smooth and soulful R&B, dire dark pop, and solemn hip hop. Her lyrics are an insightful and honest reflection of the emotionally tumultuous experiences faced by youth in revolt, and her intuitive depth provides a voice for those whose lives chart the unpredictable course. And she is with me right now. Hey, Kaya, how you living? Hey, I'm good. How are you? So good. So good. So happy that you're here today. We have so much to talk about. So, you know, we're just going to get right into things. Good. <laughs> Sweet. So you started singing at a young age. Your grandmother was a pianist and inspired you to play the piano as well. Took a little hiatus from music in your teens and you shifted into athletics. But of course, music came calling. Playing the piano came back to you like it would somebody riding a bike. Seemingly with ease. You were even able to play music by ear and you write songs as well as a songwriter. So I ask you. Do you think that being able to play an instrument gives you an edge to make hits over another artist who isn't able to do that? Um, I don't know if I would necessarily call it an edge because part of my writing process was doing a bunch of different writing techniques, you know, like I was really comfortable writing at the piano, you know, like I would make my own chords, I would figure out everything by myself. Like for example, artists that don't play an instrument and they get sent beats, like it kind of forces you into a different rhythm that is your own. So while it can be an edge, I kind of think that sometimes it can be a hindrance because when I'm playing my own chords at the piano, I've only got my brain to go off of. But if you're going out and outsourcing music from other artists or producers, then you're like collaborating with their brains. So I don't necessarily think it's an edge. I mean, it's definitely nice to just be able to go and find the chords or write right by a keyboard or piano when I need to. But honestly, I think it's just it's just different than someone who doesn't. It's not edge or anything. You know what I mean? So let's just take a minute with that whole collaboration aspect. A lot of great things come out of collaboration. Let's keep it real. Yeah. And you actually collabed with Solomon on five of these songs for your upcoming self-titled EP. We're going to get into more of that in a minute. But you also sang on his late bloomer EP on the track Aster. So working so closely together, is it fair to say that Solomon's a mentor for you in the industry? I would definitely say that. I mean, I met him when I was, when I first moved back to Canada, I, I met him and he was one of the first people I started writing with. And, you know, he's actually such a remarkable person. He's so unique and he's like calm and he just works really consistently and, and hard. And he's just, he's just always been 
a, like a steady constant person for me and he always challenges me we had so many nights like you know part of collaboration is like understanding somebody on that musical vibration level you know to get super hippie with it we spent so many nights you know talking staying up all night just um exposing ourselves like emotionally and spiritually and uh he kind of pushes me to do more like you know oh you can do better than that like you can go deeper than that because a lot of times i'd be trying to write pop and like he'd be like no you can go deeper like you don't have to like do that superficial stuff so i mean he's definitely a mentor even even you know with some things not relating to music like i'd come crying to him about something and he'd be like i told you that already like i don't know why you don't listen <laughs> he's like i told you you shouldn't do this like if you just listened you wouldn't be in that situation so definitely a mentor a lot of respect for him he's one of my best friends and he is so talented like just consistently talented i love that you have that positive influence in in your music you also have other influences too that really represent a wide range of genres and i just <laughs> find it amazing that you listen to all kinds of artists like lana del rey to emmy winehouse to the doors to the rolling stones even some country <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> you really feel like you need to put in an effort. You have to put in work to try to listen to new music. Why is that? Um, I find that I, I kind of have this feeling. I'm trying to figure out how to word my sentences politically correct. But I have this feeling that a lot of stuff in this world is like really it's just based towards consumerism like what's the fastest thing we can put out that'll get us a couple of bucks quickly and then we can spit it out and or regurgitate it and move on to the next thing you know like what i feel like all music is like oh what's trending right now what can i do that's gonna make me popular quickly and then fizzle out i feel like that's just like the mentality of the industry right now which is consumerism like new artists coming up and then fizzling out you don't hear about them again and I just think that, I mean, while there is something to be said for having light, happy music that's just whatever, like maybe it is just a nice cheap thrill for a little bit. Like, I just feel like I crave depth in in art. And I really feel like music is kind of being underappreciated. I mean, everybody can make a song now. Everybody can rap. Everybody can sing. Everyone has auto-tune in a laptop, you know? And so I'm looking kind of more for the gem among all that. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I totally don't think that my opinion is the greatest thing ever. But I just kind of struggle a little bit. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> value your voice. This is your feeling. And, and that's what we want to hear, right? We want to know your perspective. Yeah, but I do like it. You know, if I'm in a club, which hasn't happened, obviously, in a long time, I don't mind dancing to those silly like tunes that have a great beat. Like there's a place for them everywhere. Just what I choose to listen to in my free time. I want to expand my mind. I want somebody that I go, wow, I can't do that. Or I didn't even think of doing that. You know, like that's amazing. Not something, oh, I could write that if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Yes. It's taking it to the next level, right? Like really yeah. pushing your artistry. So let's talk more about your artistry. Creative mind, really passionate. Love it. We just played Percy Go, which you released on your birthday last September 10th. And I love that you're trying to tie it together to have your self-titled EP released on the same day this year. So 
Aside from celebrating another trip around the sun for you, why is having the EP released on that day so important for you? I mean, I don't know if everyone is like this, but I do this thing on my birthday every year where I'm super reflective. Like, I'll go off alone and I'll like sit up till the sunrise and I'll just reflect on the year and I'll be like, what have I done that I'm proud of? What have I done that I'm not proud of? What do I want to leave behind? Like, all these things, like, what have I accomplished? And each year, like, I kind of strive for exponential growth you know like I don't want to look back and and just see that I've wasted time or that I've been silly or made the same mistakes and stuff and and I think that I want to be able to celebrate my birthday and this EP it's been a long time coming I've been working on this album for about two years I want to say like it's definitely going to be two years by my birthday and I want to just be like this is what I did you know then I can have the album release party as my birthday party at the same time and It'll just feel like an accomplishment. And on top of it, this EP is a chapter of my life. Like it's a chapter that I would like to, I kind of would like to close because it's all about admitting to your mistakes and, and dissecting your flaws and all the bad things that you've done and like realizing that you can change. So it would be nice to get that out there for my birthday so I can start focusing on the more developmental part of my music, which is like redemption and wanting better for myself and getting out all the other bad stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And it's so <laughs> great. Like you really were intentional with this project. And I'm just going to give a moment to the listeners offering a, a bit of a trigger warning to listeners that we are about to talk about substance abuse. So just please take any required self-care measures in light of that. So yeah. Kaya, the upcoming EP has five different themes related to each track. And your latest release, Buss It, is about sobriety and mental health. So yeah. you dropped the track a couple of months ago, but wrote it a year ago during your own fight with sobriety. And yeah. you are heavily involved in the creative process of your music videos, even making sure that everything is laid down just right for that. And this one has <laughs> nods to classic horror flicks. Like you really were thoughtful and mindful on how to convey the message through the work. What are you hoping fans take away with this track? The main thing that I want to get across is that you're not alone. And I know that sounds kind of generic, but just to go in depth on that, like the one thing that most people feel, I would say, when they're struggling with substance abuse or addiction is like the shame and fear and the loneliness. Like they just feel so alone. Like, oh, like I look at my siblings or my friends or my parents and they're not struggling. Like they're not going through this and it kind of hinders their potential for success because they're isolating themselves in shame because they think they're alone. And this is to say, you know, like, you're absolutely not. I went through that. And sometimes people will say certain things to me or like, act like I don't understand, but I 100% do understand, you know? But at the end of the day, you do have to look at yourself in the mirror and decide that you want to change and you can. You don't want to let that evil win because where's the quality in living if you just let that stuff take over you? It's your fight, it's your choice, and you're not alone in it. There is absolutely a bunch of other people that are feeling the exact same way as you and you can all get out of it together you know i applaud you on your sobriety i'm Thank sure you. it's been an incredibly challenging journey mm -hmm. you know the industry's tough though kaya so how do you remain true to yourself in your recovery in the music industry where substance abuse is sometimes even celebrated yeah i mean i think the main correlation between substance abuse and and me was like the 
the obsession with being a certain size, you know, like like that that industry of you having to be on stage and being on camera and seeing the way you look when you sing and your double chin and like this is how I feel, you know. Um, I I really felt like I needed to stay skinny and I needed to stay a certain weight to like make it in the industry. And um, as much as people would like to say that that's not the case anymore, it absolutely is 100%. But I have a really great support system. Like my dad and my mom and my grandma and my brother, like they are absolutely amazing. And it took a while for them to get on board because at first they didn't understand like the mental health issues or the body dysmorphia or any of that. But then once I worked with them, now I can go to them and I'm comfortable and I can say, hey, like, this is what I'm struggling with today and we work on it. And so I don't go back. And then I feel like I have those people supporting me. It's like I feel like I have a responsibility now because they're trying. I have to as well. And you are also incredible. They are incredible, <laughs> but so are you. Let's just thank say that. You. I so appreciate you saying that. It's... You're actually so lovely. <laughs> you are. Thank you so much. And I mean that so sincerely because it's one thing to actually go through the journey. It's another thing to share the journey and encourage people to have strength and acknowledge that there are ways to get through it. You could yeah. easily just focus on your own path, but to take it a step further, you are looking to support others, not just through your sobriety, even through this project. You're trying to find ways to support local charities and, and do things like that, which is incredible. Actually, can you just share a bit more about that as well? Well, I've just been kind of branching out. So the first trigger warning again, obviously, but the first song, I would like to dedicate it towards some charities involving like maybe kids in poverty or young teens in poverty, because that song is about drug dealing. And like, I would just like to stop the stigma around that. The second song, I'm looking at some substance abuse charities, maybe like some rehab centers locally here. And I would like to do a show and hopefully dedicate all of the money earned to those individual charities for each song. The third song, Bobblehead, is about the sex work industry. The fourth one, Mariposa, is about an abusive relationship. So it's like about domestic abuse. Um, and so I'd really like to split up the funds earned once I can do a show again. I would love to get charities involved, absolutely. I just have to figure out which ones are a good match right now. And it's hard during the pandemic a little bit, but I've definitely got my like my mind map going right now, figuring out which specific charities I'm going to target, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure if somebody's listening, they can reach out and connect with you. But before we get oh, into getting you. your details, um, mm -hmm. just tell us a bit about Bobblehead as well, because we want to know about that when that release is happening. So, yes, please share details. How can people connect with you and tell us about this upcoming release? Well, my Instagram and my email and everything is all the same. You can find all my music on Spotify, everything like that. If you just type in K-A-I-J-A, my Instagram is K-A-I-J-A-B-I-S-H. <laughs> so I'm pretty easy to find there and I'm pretty active on there. I'm just waiting on the album artwork right now and then Bobblehead should be out by June. I'm actually really excited about that one because it's kind of not as much of a dark song like it's kind of got more of a a beat to it where you could dance and so i think people will like that more because a lot of people <laughs> have been telling me to maybe write a happy song <laughs> 
like that's the main feedback I get is like, oh, were you ever gonna write something happy? Like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. The streams say otherwise. So <laughs> you do what works for you because it yeah. is being well received. You can, you can remind them of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will definitely hold tight for that release. Kaya, you're amazing. Thank you so very much for being with us today on Loud Hair. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly love your energy. You're so easy to feed off of. Like, you're so bubbly. It's actually lovely. It's great. I co-sign that to you. I, I, I really <laughs> love chatting with you. And I'm sure we're going to be back to be celebrating your birthday, I hope. So we'll make yes, that happen. Yes? Okay. Fantastic. Yes. Listen, everybody, this was Kaya on Loud Hair right here on your CHUO 89.1 FM celebrating 30 years on the airwaves. Let's go. You've been listening to a CHO original podcast. CHO is community-driven media. Find us online at CHO.FM, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHO FM.